It's better to have a real picture together than have a fake picture on your own. It's better to set real expectations together than it is to have false expectations on your own. Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one place for life wisdom on self, work and love. If you want to be better, do better and give more, you're in exactly the right place. Now, every week I take on a different challenge in self, work and love. I talk about things that can raise your self-awareness. I talk about themes and topics that can help you find a passion, a career, work that you truly love and want to go to. And then I help you figure out and navigate your love life, whether you've just started dating, whether you've been in a relationship for a few years, or whether you've been in a committed long-term relationship and want to refine that spark or commitment. Now, relationships are tough. No matter how much history you have, how good the chemistry is or was, or how sweet your first date was, relationships are tough. We all know this, and sometimes it can feel really, really difficult and challenging to figure out what's going wrong and how to make it better. Sometimes we get to a place of feeling stuck more often than not and try to recreate previous feelings. How many times have you been in a relationship and said to yourself, I wish I could feel like that again. Oh, I wish we could go back to that time. I wish we could have that date again. I wish I could recreate that moment. This is one of our biggest mistakes that we make. We should never try to recreate previous feelings or moments, but instead focusing on creating new, fresh memories. The chase to create an old feeling is one that we will often fail. Why? Because our lives were different at that time. Our mindset was different at that time. Our experience and maturity was different at that time. And guess what? If your mind was different, so was your partner's. So trying to recreate an old moment is not worth it. Focus on creating fresh new memories. And that's why today's topic is seven couples activities scientifically proven to bring you closer. These are activities you can do at the start of your relationship. Maybe you've been in one for a few months or a year, or even if you've been with someone for a long time. These are seven ideas that will help you build a stronger bond, a stronger connection, and rebuild that spark and excitement into your life. And this is something I really want you to take note of. Do what you did at the start of your relationship and there won't be a finish. Let me say that again. Do what you did at the start of your relationship and there won't be a finish. Now, by that, I don't mean the same types of dates. What I mean by it is that there was this new, fresh excitement and openness to do new things, to have new experiences, to try new ideas. And that's what I want you to bring back. It's not about going to the same place for dinner or going to the same place you had your first kiss. It's about doing what you did at the start of your relationship mentally, emotionally, to make sure that there won't be a finish. And this is the biggest challenge. When we talk about these seven couples activities today, one of the biggest challenges we have is that we're so used to dates being going to watch a movie or maybe staying in and watching a movie or dinner because that's what we've seen in TV shows 
heard in songs and watched in movies. But there are plenty of other ways to create a bond, re-spark or form a deeper connection. Now, often this advice includes things like spend more time with each other or talk more to each other. But if you're struggling for a real connection, if you try and talk to that person or have a discussion, it usually creates more awkwardness or distance. At least from my experience of people I've worked with, coached, or even in my own background. When you try and start a practical, logical, rational discussion, when all of your current relationship experiences are irrational, illogical, and maybe unintentional, it's really hard to find meaning. I believe the steps here are a step before those tough conversations because these steps allow you to bring your best again to the relationship. If you're trying to save, fix, start, or re-spark your relationship, listen closely to these seven activities. Relationships don't last because of the good times, but because the bad times were treated with care. Listen to that again. Relationships don't last because of the good times, but because in the bad times, you are willing to start afresh. These are seven ways in which you can do that. One of the first ways, believe it or not, as simple as it sounds, is listening to music together. Research from the Music and Medicine Journal found that music deepens our ability to connect with people. This is often why we spark a great conversation at a bar or why at a restaurant it's easier to dive into a conversation. Music activates parts of the brain connected to trust, collaboration, and empathy, all important factors in building a strong bond. The Journal of Clinical Nursing found that listening to music can also release oxytocin. Oxytocin is a connection hormone and patients who listen to soothing music for 30 minutes were found to have higher levels of oxytocin than those who didn't. Listening to soothing music with your partner, even in the background, could have some effect on your bond. So it's important to find moments where having soothing music, whether it's when you wake up or maybe while you're cooking or maybe just before you're going to bed, moments that you can play soothing music naturally can help deepen your bond. This will also show you the moods you're both best able to communicate in. See, one of the biggest challenges we have in relationships is we communicate when we're at our worst rather than communicate when we're at our best. We communicate when we're feeling pain. And so what we end up doing is we end up expressing our anger and not explaining our anger. So often we just express it. We just let it out. We just let it go without actually choosing to articulate it effectively. Soothing music and music that allows us to feel calm, allows us to feel relaxed, can boost our oxytocin and allow for a more meaningful connection. Try it out, give it a go. Think about different times in which you can do this. Maybe you're gonna change your partner's playlist. Don't try and manipulate them into it, but figure out a smart way in which both of you can connect over soothing music more. Step number two, or activity number two, is experiment together. A study by psychologist Arthur Aaron found that couples who spent time together doing new and exciting activities were able to improve their connection and bond. I remember when my wife and I started to do escape rooms together. Now, if you don't know what an escape room is, it's when you're both locked in a movie-like world and have to find a way out together. They give you a few clues. 
You have to do a lot of searching. You got to do a lot of looking around. You're both trapped in this space together. Now, I know it sounds crazy and maybe a little creepy, but it's actually a lot of fun. And one of the most amazing things about this is not only do you realize your relationship flaws and weaknesses, but you realize your strengths. And accomplishing something together is a great feeling. When you accomplish something together as a new experiment, as a couple, in your relationship, you feel yourselves growing together in all areas of your life. And if you're scared that you may fail together, I'll just let you know this. Every escape room has a very helpful guide who speaks to you through the speaker, who makes sure that you finish if you keep asking them for clues. So don't worry, if you feel like you're not good at challenges or it's gonna be hard, you will always find a way out. And these ideas are ideal when your skill level is both neutral. You don't want to play a sport where one of you has a natural advantage or play a game that one of you has played for years. You want to choose a new, fresh activity where you're both starting from scratch. You get to learn together. You get to grow together. You get to make mistakes together. You get to have this new experience that doesn't really matter, that doesn't really have significance in the actual success of your relationship. And therefore, you get to be more playful. You get to be more open. You get to be an experimenter. And one of the things that really helped me and my wife in this is that this activity will show you what you will really need to work on as a couple. This activity will show you where you will likely have conflicts arising in the future. So when me and my wife did this, I'm one of these people that's super competitive. I love to make things happen. I love to get stuff done. I love sticking to time. And I start moving really, really fast. Whereas my wife is far more of a lateral thinker. She's laid back, she's relaxed, and she'll do one thing in like that whole hour, but that one thing will unlock the clue that we need. And the thing I love about that is it's shown me to be more patient in our relationship. It's shown me to value the way that our mind works differently. It's shown me to value the fact that there are different ways to finding your path to your goal. So activities like this don't just help you play a game. They actually teach you about your relationship without having to make it serious. You learn in a playful environment, in an environment that doesn't have any significance, whether you succeed or fail, and that helps you grow together and get a feeling of accomplishment. Experiment more together. Try those activities. Now, step number three is a slight extension of step number two, and it's about doing something scary together. Now, if you don't like scary movies, that does not count. Do not go and watch a scary movie and then blame me for you being haunted by a ghost or whatever it is for the rest of the week and not being able to sleep. And then you're telling me, Jay, you told me to sleep early and wake up early and now I can't sleep because I watched that movie that you told me to watch. I don't want you to get into that zone. So this is not about watching a scary movie. But it's about doing something a little more daring or challenging, whatever that may be for you. For you, it may be skydiving or another bucket list item, or it may be jet skiing. It may just be something that's a little out of your comfort zone. Research has shown that when couples engage in a daring activity together that heightens their senses and gets their juices flowing and creates strong feelings of romantic attraction. Dr. Lisa Marie Bobby, founder and clinical director of Growing Self Counseling and Coaching, said this in one article. These shared moments become things to talk about and connect over time and time again. When you've lived through a really tough time together, when you've been through an experience together, it forms a deeper bond and connection. 
One thing I love about this activity beyond doing it and having that experience is this activity can show you how caring your partner is. If you're about to do something that's slightly daring, if you're about to do something that's scary and one of you is supporting each other, one of you is leading each other, one of you is making each other feel comforted and you may even find that when you're up there or doing something, the roles reverse, right? The person who's really confident going up is not the same person who's confident going down and you start to see how you both support each other. That's a beautiful feeling that you get to experience and you get to experience this side of your partner in an area again which isn't where you're emotionally needy or you're going through something. When you experience care in this format, you know it exists. Now, if you do this and you realize there's no care, no attention, no empathy, no compassion, no support, then you can also realize that that may be why you're feeling that in your relationship too. So these things are great tests of whether your relationship has the qualities you need it to have. If you're someone who needs to be supported and cared and you try and do a daring or scary activity together and don't feel it, you can recognize whether that's going to be the same experience you have in your day-to-day life. If you're going to go through a big challenge, is that person going to be there for you? This is another way of finding out who your true friends are. When people say like, how do you find your true friends? It's like asking them to do something with you that's challenging right? Asking them to go through something with you that's challenging, asking them to help you move country, asking them to help you with something that you're struggling with. When you're asking for that help, you're recognizing who's really there for you when something's scary, challenging, or daring. So that's one of my favorite tips, and that's step number three. Activity number four is probably one of my favorite ones. It's deeply connected to my time of living as a monk. Because half of our time as monks was silence and self-awareness and growth. And the other half was service. Making an impact on humanity. Trying to make a difference in the world. I know couples that have met whilst volunteering and others who regularly volunteer together. And they all tell me it's such a beautiful experience. Activity four is serving together. Doing charity work together. Volunteering together. My wife and I have done this consistently in our relationship, whether it's organizing charity events, feeding the homeless, or teaching something together, it has been such a great experience. The reason why is because similarly to music, the act of service and charity increases our oxytocin levels. It has also been shown to reduce levels of stress and create social connection. It's also easy to connect when you're not just trying to help each other, but help others together. Listen to that again. We build incredible bonds, not just when we're trying to help others, but when we help others together. So instead of us being the challenge or what we're trying to help each other through, we now start gaining a special bond that's created when we gain perspective on real life issues. We experience in this scenario, perspective together, gratitude together. We get a higher purpose together. When you're now connecting for a higher purpose, a higher cause, and you're having that shared experience, what more can it do for your bond? It can do so much. Experiencing these things together is really powerful. In fact, a 2017 Wallet Hub survey found married couples who volunteered together were more likely to stay together. And this is probably one of the most lost things in our generation and time. 
How many of us are taking moments, holidays, breaks to serve together, rallying for a cause, working on a charity together because we really believe in it? When you both have a similar belief, you bond over it. We bond over beliefs, right? We bond over beliefs. We don't just bond over movies and TV shows. We bond over beliefs. So when you both work together on something you strongly believe in, you start achieving more together. Serving together, charity work together, volunteering together has to be one of my favorite activities that I highly recommend to couples to bring them closer. What this does beyond the actual shared experience is that it reveals to you the deeper values of your partner. This can lead you to feel more attracted to your partner. It can lead you to feel more trusting in your partner. It can lead you to feel more confident in your partner because you get to see how your partner leads and thinks and has opinions beyond just your relationship. And the opposite can happen too. You start realizing your partner doesn't have these things, but maybe this sparked it for them. Maybe this gave them that opportunity to have this experience and feeling if they never had it before. You learn so much more about your partner when you serve together, do charity work together, or volunteer together. And I know so many couples that have actually met through this process too. So if you're someone who's looking to be with someone, if you're looking to find someone that you want to date, finding a cause first could help you find your partner because you already have something very deep in common. And if you have something deep in common, you're more likely to form a deeper bond. Step number five is traveling together. A 2000 study commissioned by the US Travel Association found that couples who travel together are significantly more happy and healthy in their relationships. Over 80% of couples who travel together said that their romance was alive and 70% believe that traveling actually inspires romance. According to the report, traveling helped people prioritize each other. When you get away, when you go away together, you're able to switch off from all your other obligations, all your work, all your other commitments, and give yourself that one-to-one -one focus. And it strengthens your bond in a meaningful way. One of the things my wife and I started doing this year is that every 30 days, we try and take three days together. That means switching off our phones. It means trying to go away somewhere local. It doesn't have to be abroad. It's not some big commitment. It's just doing something local together, which allows us to go inward in our relationship. We switch off from all of our external distractions and focuses. We switch off from work and anything else. And we try and spend more quality time connecting. Traveling together does not mean abroad. Traveling together does not mean expensive. Traveling together does not mean you have to take a week out. It can be a small getaway, a day break, where you're just together. And traveling means switching off from all your external distractions. Traveling together is not just about going to another place. It's being in a place without a distraction. And that really, really helps couples go deeper and become closer. Doing this regularly and consistently is also important. One of the biggest challenges we've seen with holidays and breaks is that we see them as something we do every year. They're an annual thing. Now, everything takes consistent effort. We take showers every day to be clean. We brush our teeth every day to make them clean. We do things regularly to maintain a certain standard. Hence, doing something every month, every three months, every four months, every week 
small or big is more likely to help you become closer and closer and closer. And step number six is probably one of the ones that I really had to learn. For those of you who follow my wife at Veggie Vegan Vader on Instagram, you already know this. She loves exercising. She loves making it fun. She loves making it entertaining. Workout and health and fitness are such an important part of her life. And step number six, activity number six, is working out together. Research has found that working out together can increase happiness within your relationship. It can improve efficiency of your workout and it can even help you to increase your emotional connection. Now, again, one of the ways of making this fun is doing a workout that you both don't do all the time. Whether it's Soul Cycle, whether it's Rumble, whether it's Class Pass, whatever it means, using something again where you're both at a neutral standpoint, neither of you have the advantage on the workout, and doing something that you're both, again, learning, laughing, and getting to know each other through. This workout allows you, again, to learn more about how you both react to pain, how that person does with struggle, how that person deals with challenges, And you can start to see whether you enjoy being a part of that person's growth. It helps you understand how much you want to invest in helping that person grow. So working out together teaches you a lot about your partner's resilience, about their resolve, about their grit, about their ability to break through challenges. And again, it's another way of learning more deeply about how your partner deals with all of those things. Working out together, trying out a new workout routine together is such an awesome way. And today we see so many people trying this out. I know when me and my wife first started dating, we used to go and work out together as well. And I started losing so much, so it was really hard to go back again. But that's what I mean, doing activities that you're both neutral on. Doing activities where neither of you has an advantage is a better place to help you both start at the same level. It could be a new sport, right? It could be like playing tennis, or maybe you want to go out there and try some boxing, or maybe you want to go out there and try some uh, other routines or whatever it may be, but trying to be experimental with your workouts and working out together can be a great place to start. And activity number seven. Activity number seven is what I said that I'm hoping all of these other activities will open you up to. All of these six activities lead to this activity. See, what we don't do enough of in our relationships is learn about our partner and talk about what partnership we want. These six activities help you learn about your partner and create opportunities to start those conversations, to start those tough discussions, to start those difficult moments where you start talking about what you really want from this relationship. Hopefully, these six activities will help create that space where you can come together and have a genuine conversation about what you really want this relationship to be. Not just what's wrong with it or what you want to change, but what you both envision it to be. This is such an important activity to bring you closer. When you talk about what you want your relationship to look like, what you want it to feel like, what you want it to be like, and then both make a commitment and take responsibility for planning that, it becomes such an exciting place to be. If one of you is like, okay, so I'm going to plan date night every week, and I'm going to plan our getaway this week, and uh, this month, and I'm going to start this. When both of you take equal responsibility 
in bringing excitement, bringing energy and enthusiasm to your relationship, this can truly bring you closer. This activity of dividing up exciting things to do, breaking it down, working on what you want your relationship to look like and feel like, doing that together, whether it's through vision boards, whether it's through looking through an amazing website together of a holiday you want to have one day, whatever is building your dreams together, as opposed to alone, is a beautiful activity I highly recommend doing together. Often what happens is we in our private space, in our silence, are building up our own dream of what the relationship looks like. And our partner is either building up a dream or has no dream of what our partnership looks like. So one person has a very clear vision, but it's based on just their mind. The other person has their own vision or they have no vision. And what ends up happening is because of that lack of transparency and parallel expectations, one person feels like they missed out. One person feels like they were sold short. One person feels like they had a dream and the other person didn't share it. And that's why it's so important in your relationship to envision what you both want it to be together. And sometimes that's awkward. Sometimes that's hard because it doesn't match your imagination. It doesn't match your picture. But guess what? It's better to have a real picture together than have a fake picture on your own. It's better to set real expectations together than it is to have false expectations on your own. Let me say that again. It's better to set real expectations together than it is to have false expectations on your own. All of us live through the illusion and fallacy of our false expectation because it makes us feel better. It makes us feel secure. It makes us feel safe. But what we really need to do is set and create a vision, experiences, and expectations together so that we can create a relationship that's right for both of us. So these are the seven couples activities scientifically proven to bring you closer. Number one, listen to soothing music together, calming music together. Two, experiment together, try new things, try new activities, learn from them. Three, do something scary together. Four, volunteer, serve, do charity together. If you take one thing away from this podcast, make it that one. Go and find a charity or a cause you believe in. See how it transforms your relationship. Five, travel together. Remember, traveling together means switching off, not necessarily going somewhere else. Number six, work out together. And number seven, make time to draw a vision of what you want your relationship to be. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of On Purpose. We now have over 4,000 five-star reviews. It would mean so much to me if you go ahead and review this podcast. Share what you're learning on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm always looking and reposting your insights. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. I want to help you transform your life through wisdom on self, work, and love because I want you to be the best of yourself. I want you to do the thing you love for work and I want you to find the person that you can build a loving bond with. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to On Purpose. Let me know. Post it. Tell me what a difference it's making in your life. I would love to see your thoughts. 
I can't wait for this incredibly conscious community we're creating of purposeful people. You're now a part of the tribe, a part of the squad. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. Thank you.